Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on yesterday's on-farm climate action fund announcement. And up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from Manitoba Agriculture Minister Derek Johnson as the 2022 Manitoba Protein Summit wraps up later today. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The third annual Manitoba Protein Summit got underway yesterday. Here's Agriculture Minister Derek Johnson. Manitoba's vision, as many of you may know, is to be a protein supplier of choice globally. Our aim is to lead Canada in sustainable protein industry and growth. Our strategy incorporates both plant and animal protein. These will play a role in providing food and nutrition while ensuring sustainability and climate resilience. Manitoba's protein sector has seen significant growth, innovation, and advancements recently. We need to continue on this improved path. Since 2019, Manitoba's protein industry has seen new investments of over $750 million and the creation of 840 new jobs. This number does not include additional investments of over $600 million made in 2018. This is outstanding. And in fact, I will add that Manitoba has now surpassed 50% of both of its $1.5 billion target for new investment and 1,550 jobs through 2025. We have seen significant investment in protein research and innovation in the past year alone. Maple Leaf Foods has invested $182 million to expand its Manitoba bacon operations. Who can't live without bacon? Further building on processing hogs in Manitoba and creating 350 new jobs. Buffalo Mills Creek is setting up a first-in-Canada oak kiln for processing oats in food ingredients and increasing its workforce to 45. We've also seen $750 million of investments in plant protein extraction come online in 2021 with Merit Functional Foods and Roquette Canada. Since 2019, our government has invested almost $6 million through Ag Action Manitoba to support research. These topics range from sustainable protein extraction to livestock and crop production. We have surpassed our research and innovation investment with about 58% supporting protein. Manitoba in Canada invested $2.2 million in tow pigs in Norsevin, Canada to improve the precision feeding of sows and promote higher animal welfare standards. In October of 2021, the government of Manitoba announced a $1.5 million joint investment with the government of Canada supporting Manitoba egg far- farmers to establish a state-of-the-art egg layer research and public engagement facility at the University of Manitoba's Glen Lee Research Station. On top of this, since 2019, $5 million of Egg Action Manitoba Assurance funding was approved to implement on-farm beneficial management practices that improve the value and health of agriculture land. We call the industry implementation of the strategy Project Aspire which is short for Accelerating Sustainable Protein Impact and Results. Project Aspire targets 10 pillars of sustainable protein. These include measurement, monitoring, and verification, 
soil ecosystems and biodiversity, branding, communications and marketing, sustainable protein, innovation, finance, working together, information and knowledge, workforce, and enabling policy and infrastructure. The consortium is now working with the advisory body to organize industry-led roundtables to foster participation in sustainable protein production. That was Manitoba Agriculture Minister Derek Johnson speaking yesterday at the third annual Manitoba Protein Summit. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Yesterday, Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo announced $182.7 million for 12 farm organizations to help farmers lower emissions and improve resiliency to climate change. She says over the last year, floods, landslides, wildfires and extreme weather conditions have been affecting the lives and livelihoods of thousands of Canadians. Every climate event serves as a warning that to truly protect our farmers and their livelihoods, we must invest in climate-smart solutions. We must invest in the practices that build the resiliency of our farmers to withstand extreme weather. This includes helping reduce the greenhouse gases that are causing climate change. Direct support to farmers will cover three key target areas, cover cropping, nitrogen management, and rotational grazing. Among the organizations receiving funding are the Canadian Forage and Grassland Association, the Canola Council of Canada, Manitoba Association of Watersheds, and Results-Driven Agriculture Research out of Alberta. And yesterday, Minister Bebo announced the launch of the application period for the second cohort of the Canadian Agricultural Youth Council. The cohort's 18-month term will officially start this summer and will be made up of new and returning members. The Youth Council meets regularly with Minister Bebo as well as departmental officials to discuss the issues that matter most to young people working in the agriculture and agri-food sectors and to advise on agriculture-related policies and programs. Young people age 18 to 30 who work in or study the agriculture and agri-food value chain are encouraged to apply. The application deadline is March 22nd. The third annual Manitoba Protein Summit wraps up today. Here's Agriculture Minister Derek Johnson. Manitoba's vision is to be a protein supplier of choice globally. Our aim is to lead Canada in sustainable protein industry and growth. Our strategy incorporates both plant and animal protein. These will play a role in providing food and nutrition while ensuring sustainability and climate resilience. Manitoba's protein sector has seen significant growth, innovation, and advancements recently, we need to continue on this improved path. The conference attracted more than 650 attendees from around the world with sustainable protein food systems as this year's theme. And partners in Canada's agriculture and food industry have once again rallied behind drive-away hunger, providing an equivalent of more than 36 million meals to food banks and feeding programs across the country. Founded by Farm Credit Canada, The industry-wide initiative has been collecting food and cash for nutritious meals for the past 18 years. FCC contributed an equivalent of 2.6 million meals toward this year's record-setting result, which almost doubled this year's campaign goal of 20 million meals. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, February 23rd. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Abibo. 
Ottawa announced key funding yesterday to help support farmers in their efforts to tackle climate change. Glenda Lee-Allen-Vosser takes us through the announcement. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau talking about federal funding under the On-Farm Climate Action Fund yesterday. The initiative will help farmers to adopt more sustainable practices and technologies for their operation. Today, living and working on a farm means being on the front line of climate change. Over the past year, we have witnessed the impacts climate-related disasters are having on farms across Canada. Throughout the country, floods, landslides, wildfires, and extreme weather conditions have been affecting the lives and livelihoods of thousands of Canadians. This past year, when I visited with farmers in the prairies and British Columbia, I saw firsthand the full extent of the damage caused by the floods and droughts to their lands, their livestock, and their livelihoods. Our government worked fast with our provincial partners to support farm families and help them through the immediate challenges through our business risk management programs. Every climate event serves as a warning that to truly protect our farmers and their livelihoods, we must invest in climate-smart solutions. We must invest in the practices that build the resiliency of our farmers to withstand extreme weather. This includes helping reduce the greenhouse gases that are causing climate change. That's why last July, I announced the launch of a new on-farm climate action fund. The fund directs dollars to farmers to boost their on-farm beneficial management practices practices that store carbon and reduce greenhouse gases, some, such as nitrogen management, cover cropping, and rotational grazing practices of livestock. These practices also improve biodiversity and soil health. And today, we are here to tell you that 12 recipient organizations have been selected to deliver funding through the On-Farm Climate Action Fund across Canada. From British Columbia to Atlantic, 12 different agricultural organizations will redistribute funding of almost $183 million to help farmers take immediate action on their farms in the three target areas. She talked about some of the key partners and how the program will be delivered. Program managers will then be both the Ontario and New Brunswick Soil and Crop Improvement Associations, Alus Canada, BC Investment Agriculture Foundation, Canadian Forage and Grasslands Association, Canada Council of Can Canola Council of Canada, EcoCert Canada, Manitoba Watershed Association, Perenia Food and Agriculture Inc., Prince Edward Island Federation of Agriculture. Results-Driven Agriculture Research et l'Union des producteurs agricoles du Québec. We invited industry to act as delivery partners, getting funds directly to farmers, because we recognize that these groups are close to producers. Working with local farmers, they are better able to identify region-specific, effective and practical solutions to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. In wrapping up the announcement, she talked about some of the benefits we can expect from the program. 
Our on-farm climate action fund will take down barriers and support wider and faster adoption of these beneficial management practices. By the end of the two next season, the, these projects will play a big role in helping reduce emissions by up to two megatons. That's the equivalent of powering more than 400,000 homes for an entire year. To date, our government has made significant investments to support the development and adoption of clean technologies and beneficial management practices. And we're just getting started. We will continue to help our farm families meet the challenges they face in the short term and to position them for a sustainable future. That's Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau talking about the $182.7 million in federal funding for the On-Farm Climate Action Fund that will go to 12 base farm organizations to deliver programming to Canadian producers. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen-Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Canola Growers is hosting a webinar tomorrow entitled Pesticide Update with a Herbicide Focus. Visit their website to register. Farm Credit Canada presents the Women Entrepreneur Summit in a virtual setting March 8th. Visit the FCC website. Marmac Farms and Guest Bull Sale scheduled for March 9th at the farm near Brandon. Sale gets underway at 1 p.m. Visit marmacfarms.net for details. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon. The Manitoba Association of Watersheds is receiving funding through the On-Farm Climate Action Fund. Here's Executive Director Linda Nickel. The On-Farm Climate Action Fund is geared at three key areas, cover cropping, rotational grazing, and nitrogen management. And MA has been approved for up to $40 million to roll out programming to support producers in implementing these practices throughout Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Just talk a little bit about how, how some of these uh, projects will be rolled out here. Our program details are not available yet. Our next milestone that we're working towards is confirmation of our contribution agreement with AAFC. But once we have um, those details in place, we are expecting to do full program rollout, um, hopefully in early March. You mentioned the three areas, rotational grazing, nitrogen management, and cover cropping. Um, just overall, talk about those, those three aspects and, and how that contributes to uh, climate change. So we are focused in these areas, or the program, I should say, is, is focused in these areas because we recognize that um, ensuring higher carbon content in soils is essential for it, helping to build climate resiliency on farms. Um, so a big focus of these is to implement these BMPs throughout farms in Manitoba and Saskatchewan to really just improve those soil conditions, having enhanced soil biological activity, um, and just really helping to remove carbon from the atmosphere while increasing our agricultural productivity. Just how important is it to, to receive this funding and, and you know contribute to, to the work that you guys do there? We're thrilled. We're, we're absolutely ecstatic to have this opportunity. And I think one of the things that for us as an organization has been most um, exciting about this process is the degree of support that we've had throughout our delivery network. Um, here in Manitoba, we're supported not only by the 14 watershed districts who will serve as our primary delivery agents of this programming, 
but also supported by industry groups such as Manitoba Forage and Grasslands Association, Manitoba Habitat Heritage Corporation, and Manitoba Beef Producers. And in Saskatchewan, we are supported by the Saskatchewan Association of Watersheds, um, Saskatchewan Forage Council, and the Saskatchewan Watershed Districts for delivery. So seeing this type of grassroots regional approach that really has a strong producer-focused methodology behind it, a lot of experience working directly with producers in delivering programs like this um, or um, complementary to this has been a, a real strength of our overall proposal. And we're just absolutely thrilled and honoured and very grateful to AFC for the opportunity to lead this rollout throughout the region. That was Linda Nickel, Executive Director with the Manitoba Association of Watersheds. The group is receiving funding through the On-Farm Climate Action Fund. The announcement was made yesterday by Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Beeble. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba Agriculture Minister Derek Johnson says the province's plan to become a world leader in sustainable protein is gaining momentum. He talked about Project Aspire, accelerating sustainable protein impact and results. Project Aspire targets 10 pillars of sustainable protein. These include measurement, monitoring and verification, soil ecosystems and biodiversity, branding, communications and marketing, sustainable protein, innovation, finance, working together, information and knowledge, workforce and enabling policy and infrastructure. The consortium is now working with the advisory body to organize industry-led roundtables to foster participation in sustainable protein production. The third annual Manitoba Protein Summit wraps up today. The Manitoba Association of Watersheds is receiving funding through the On-Farm Climate Action Fund. Here's Executive Director Linda Nickel. The On-Farm Climate Action Fund is geared at three key areas cover cropping, rotational grazing, and nitrogen management. Ma has been approved for up to $40 million to roll out programming to support producers in implementing these practices throughout Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Yesterday, Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo announced federal funding of up to $182.7 million for 12 recipient organizations to deliver the On-Farm Climate Action Fund across Canada. And Agriculture in the Classroom Canada and Dairy Farmers of Canada have announced a new scholarship. Open to students in grades 10 to 12 across Canada, the Here for Tomorrow Scholarship encourages career exploration in agriculture by providing students with unique perspectives on how to make an impact in sustainable farming both locally and nationally. For its pilot year, two students will be awarded $2,500 with plans to grow to more recipients in future years. The scholarship will officially open for applications April 4th and will be accepted until June 1st. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.